Aloha. This is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title, Multiple Choice. Being a Christian, being a human being, we we have a lot of choices that come before us. We have a lot of multiple choices that come before us. What if having the wisdom to make godly choices... Godly choices, having the wisdom to make godly choices, to say yes to, to, to God and, and say no to our flesh, say no to our, our negative mindsets, our, our negative ways of thinking, being around negative people and, and just having the wisdom to say no in this, in this life with all these multiple choices. There are multiple choices to make. Even with our Bible heroes, and some we might mention today, they had multiple choices or multiple choices were, were around them. And, and if someone didn't make that choice, they wouldn't be where they are today. God uses all of us to, to flourish his plan, which is beautiful if you can see it through a God that loves you and wants you to flourish. Think about it when, when, the, the, when Peter is told to, to throw your nets or Simon is, is told to throw your nets. And what, what did they do in the Bible when we, when we speak of these biblical heroes? What did they do? Did they, did they throw their nets? What did they do? Did they, did they throw their stick down? Did they lift their staff up? What, what did they do? Did they throw it down for it to be turned? What did they do? Go, go tell these people. What did they do? Oftentimes, what did they do is, 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 is in itself a beautiful message for us to receive that God could be speaking to us. What did they do? They, they communicated with God. Whether they failed, slipped up, made the wrong decisions, they communicated with God. God asked each of them to do something or, or God uh, brings them to do something, allows them to do something, give, uh, instructs them to do something, speaks right there to them, speaks directly to them and tells them and directs them what to do or what not to do. So what happens is, is, is what happened is, is, you know, Simon threw the nets. He followed the, the instructions. What, what did, what did Noah do? He, he built the ark. But what about Noah? What about Moses? What about mankind? What about, you know, what about all this? Yeah. What about Mo, uh, Noah? What about Moses? What, what about mankind in, in the overall uh, big picture? What about mankind? What about Adam and Eve? What did they do? What happened? If we could just look at a few of our Bible heroes, we could see like, what's up with Noah? What is up with Noah? Noah is also spelled N-O-E, the hero of the biblical flood story of the Old Testament, the book of, in the book of Genesis. Now, many of you already know this, the original, but and he's the, the original, the originator of, of a vineyard uh, cultivation. And as the father, you know, and as the father of Shem, Ham, and Jepeth, and, and a re- representative, the head of the somatic genealogical 
genealogical line, sorry, uh, a synthesis, you know, of at least three biblical sources and traditions is Noah's image of the righteous man made, uh, made partly uh, to, you know, you know, a covenant with Yahweh, the God of Israel, in which nature's future protection against c- catastrophe is, is assured. Wait. Wait, some of us miss this often. Wait, did you, did you just say that that Noah was also, you know, uh, uh, the originator of the vineyard cultivation? And that would be passing it down to lines of Shem, Ham, Japheth, and, and these, and, and wow, it just passing it down. I, I think some of us miss that often is is wine is 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 a big deal wine is a big deal everywhere and God used Noah God used Noah to bring such an outpouring of riches listen to this and status for so many I believe God is speaking to you. Think about that. Some of us, we just go past that because we get caught up in you shouldn't be drinking, but Jesus drank with the sinners and, and you're not in, and only Catholics drink or, or only just uh, sinners drink, you know, giving into too much wine. We must clearly look at the Bible. We get, we get, uh, sure, if it's a stumbling block for somebody, there's so much going on there that we could have a conversation about that. But, you know, if we really love one another, we wouldn't bring this to someone else's door, some kind of falter that would make you have to take it back to the altar crawling or running or however it may be in the end of the in of the loss and wherever that road goes, which is usually the Bible says it seems right. Yeah, I should have another one. Outpouring of the riches. Oh yeah, and in, 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 in me partaking of this today. But we see that, uh, and as we use those thoughts for overeating, for doing this, for doing that, for allowing our flesh to take over, and, and it ends up in, in death. We end up seeing ourselves walk so far away from God that we're nearly spiritually dead. And we need an awakening that we have been so suffocated into the sin that the enemy has cleverly distracted us from stepping into our purpose because we've got distracted by our flesh and what we want, what we want, and what we think that we need. I believe that we've got true biblical heroes out there listening today. Who are to, to to God is to speak through and sure, uh, you know, with nature's future protection against catastrophe. All, all these things, you know, bringing the word of God, whatever it may be, however God can use you to to be glorified in your life, to bring the message of God, to bring the message of Christ that Jesus defeated death by death on the cross because you matter, because people matter. Wine is a big deal. Do you hear me? Wine is a ginormous big deal all over the world. And God used Noah to bring such an outpouring of riches and, and, and for many status in life. No, status in life. You, you are people. Your name is on bottles. Your, your, your family name, your, your idea, your business. It's on the bottle. Your face is on the bottle. Whatever it is. This is a big deal. Look at Napa Valley. Look at, look at all over the world. Is there, there's millionaires are made 
all around. It's, 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 a, it's a crazy blessing we, we miss often. And just don't, just don't put a timestamp on it and say that's the only, or, or, you know, put that away. I mean, God is, you know, think about it. Did, did you know that the wedding at Cana when Jesus had turned the water into wine was because Noah had followed through with the instructions that he was given or the idea he followed through with what God gave him and with his God-given idea of a vineyard. The splinters and the labor. Did he quit? Did he get mad and, and stop working or say this is too much? I'm, It's too much work. It's painful. God knows it's painful. But look at how he blessed Noah. And blessed and is still blessing people through Noah even today. All over the world. It doesn't appear the, the splinters and the labor. Did he quit or get mad? No, it doesn't appear so. But he may have tasted at, at one time. Okay, he did have some falter. Yeah, we all have faults that we've done. Noah had a, a taste too many. He gave into too much wine. We all mess up. We, we mess up. Think about that though. Going back to that, how ginormous that is. But he followed through. And look at Napa Valley. Millionaires are made all around. It's a crazy blessing that we truly often miss. Okay, wow. We've got that. Let's look at another. I mean, okay, not to just change, but to just change up on you. Let's look at another hero and see what God tells us through using them to bless his, his beloved world of mankind, men and women. What is it with Moses? And what's all the hype about Moses? What was, what was, what was so great about Moses? Other than Jesus, you know, uh, you know, other than Jesus, Moses uh, might be a most well-known character from the Bible, you see. I mean, other than Jesus himself, Moses is really well-known. He's the most well-known character throughout the Bible, not to glamorize it. He played multiple roles. He played multiple roles, uh, you know, throughout his life. And, you know, we could touch on a few. It's easy to, like we were saying, glamorize biblical characters who, who accomplished great, great things. But they were, they were, you know, they were just people just like us. And if we were to look at, maybe we could just talk about eight uh, things about Moses just briefly of who he was, you know, in the Bible. And some, re, you know, details about, about maybe some points in his life. Did we know that, number one, Moses, I'll list eight here, that Moses was a Hebrew. Moses was a very special baby. The Pharaoh was afraid of the Israelite slaves because there were so, you know, there were so many of them and ordered all boy babies to be killed. Moses' mother had protected him. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. We can find that in Exodus chapter 2, verse 2. Moses was raised as royalty. After Moses was weaned, the Pharaoh's daughter raised him in the palace and surrounded by all the luxuries of Egypt. 
and we can go into later how he was rescued and sent into the river in the Nile in a basket and rescued and, and then uh, raised by the Pharaoh's daughter. Moses, number four, was also a murderer. He grew up in a palace, but he was Hebrew. When Moses had saw the Egyptian beating the Hebrew slave, the Bible says, looking, you know, looking at it this way and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. It's found also in Exodus chapter 2, verse 12. Not the greatest cover-up because the next day the Hebrew slave called him out on it. You know, Moses was afraid. If we could, if we were to say, Moses was afraid. We, we, you know, we, we know, uh, and we, we, we know, and we deal with fear. But, uh, but so did Moses. So did Moses. We, we know and deal with fear, but so did Moses. Moses found out, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Pharaoh, you know, had found out that what what Moses had done and tried to kill him. Moses had ran for his life. He, he lived out in the desert of the Median for, for you know, 40 years. Became a husband to, to Therabis and Zipporah and the father of Gershom and Elizar. Elizar. You know, fear had showed up again when God appeared to him in flames of fire within a burning bush. Moses saw that uh, the bush was uh, was on fire, but it, it you know it didn't burn up. How amazing! How astonished he was. You know, found in Exodus chapter three, verse two, God wanted Moses to to rescue the Israelites from Egypt. Moses was but afraid and gave an excuse after excuse after excuse. One being that, that he had stuttered. That, 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 that I, 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 don't, I don't know how I can tell the people. You know, you, know, you, know, you, you know what I'm saying? Moses told God that, you know, please, please send someone else. In Exodus chapter four, verse 13, God didn't want to send someone else. And God got angry with Moses. sounds like a relationship and God is speaking to him in so many different ways how truly awesome that is and we see multiple choices throughout all of this Moses was a courageous leader he would have multiple choices he would be given orders he could either disregard those orders or you know do whatever he wanted to or there would be other options but how can there be other options when you have a relationship with God you follow through. You do what you're instructed to do. But Moses didn't have the word of God to speak to him and lead him into situations and to sift through the word of God to, to find the answers that God can lead you to where you need to go in the right direction. You know, in the beginning was the word and word was with God and the word was God. And God being the word, God can lead you in his word. But Moses didn't have the word of God. <laughs> so, so Moses got to speak with God, directly with him and through other, other means like we're speaking to God and we can speak through God today, other means as well. But God is still good, good, great God that he was even back in Moses' time and God hasn't changed. 
but Moses had gotten, you know, we, we, we see that going back to that, that, that Moses is a, uh, that God was angry with, with Moses and, and, and knowing that, and, and it takes and knowing that there's multiple choices is that Moses was a courageous leader and, and not just that and beforehand that it, that it takes multiple choices to, to be this type of person, that there will be multiple choices to overcome Moses's fear. God recruited his brother Aaron to assist him. He was talking about stuttering beforehand, promising to help them both. God God promises to help them both. Moses and Moses rose to the challenge through the long story of 10 plagues and, and, the, and the Pharaoh's opposition. He led the Israelites out of Egypt. When trapped between the Pharaoh who changed his mind and pursued the newly freed slaves and, and the Red Sea, Moses told the people, don't be afraid, stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord will bring you today. Found in Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. He also promised the Egyptians, you will see today, you will never see again. Exodus chapter 14, 13. And he was right. Moses led them through the Red Sea on dry ground by the power of God. And that is just the beginning of Moses' courageous leadership. Isn't that amazing? How powerful and dramatic that is of God leading him, of him moving in his purpose. Can you imagine? It's no different today multiple choices you know if I could list uh, seven Moses Moses this is so paramount <laughs> Moses was close with God the job uh, God called Moses you know to do was full of difficulties and full of challenges God called Moses to do was full of difficulties and full of challenges. Do you hear me? Moses never hid his emotions though. He had a relationship with God. He communicated to God with what was going on. And some of us lack that today, that relationship that if we have a multiple choice. We could choose to seek God and to look into his word that he will lead us. Instead, we, instead we choose C or D. Choose God, A, or B, choose God and get on our knees and bow down to the God that holds our blood red destiny in the palm of his awesome hands and praise him because it's his choice. He chose us, but we choose him today, B. But instead we choose C or D, D, B, and none of the above. God, the, the, it, can you imagine your job that God called you could be the same as Moses's? It could be full of difficulties and challenges and, and some of us veer away from that. We get scared and run. <laughs> Excuse me. Moses never hid his emotions from God. Moses never hid his emotions from God. And he never hid his questions from God. When, he, when, he, when there was a question, he, he always brought it before God. He asked God. They spent 40 days together on the top of Mount Sinai. 
And God gave Moses the two tablets of the covenant law, the tablets of stone inscribed by the finger of God in Exodus chapter 31, verses 18. You know, meanwhile, the people got tired, you know, of waiting for Moses. We get tired of waiting for God. They made an idol. We make an idol. And they started worshiping it, worshiping it, and we start worshiping it. It's the first thing we do instead of the first person we seek. We seek our flesh first. Instead of seeking God first, saying, I need to get out of this way of thinking. I want to move forward. I want to move forward this season. I don't want to step into another cycle of being in this sinful nature or or, or saying yes to my flesh and miss the bus on our blessing. Miss the bless on our blessing. Miss the bus on the breakthrough, on the blessing, on the on the, the financial breakthrough, on the on the spiritual breakthrough, on the stepping into your purpose breakthrough. Whatever it may be or whatever God sees fit, unchaining us from that which was and freeing us to soar to where he has us to be. A milk a land flowing with milk and honey, a business, a life, a marriage, a relationship flowing with milk and honey, a fruitful calling flowing with milk and honey, houses you did not build flowing with milk and honey. didn't build anything you just stepped into your purpose you know for many people they are gonna have to struggle you know they're gonna have to go through these 40 days 40 years 40 minutes I don't know and just like and just like that in that tile in that in that time of waiting us 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 people as Christians as as, as just people mean you know meanwhile yes we the people even those The people got tired of waiting for Moses. We get tired of waiting for God. We make an idol. We start worshiping it. We start saying yes to our flesh. And we miss out. But this, listen to this. This made God very angry. This made God angry. Can you imagine? And he offered to kill them all. Making Moses into a great nation instead, he was saying. But Moses sought the favor of the Lord, his God. He communicated to God. He had a multiple choice there. He could have been like, yeah, make me a nation. What did he choose? He sought the favor of the Lord for the people. God heard Moses. God heard Moses in in Exodus chapter 32, verse 11. God heard Moses and he didn't act on on his emotions. In response to Moses' request, to see God's glory, he saw parts of God no one ever had before. And he passed in front of Moses. God passes in front of Moses, proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving, and forgiving the wickedness, the rebellion, and the sin. 
found in Exodus chapter 34, verses 6 through 7. For 40 years, Moses led the Israelites, and God kept his promise. God kept his promise always, always to be with him, even when Moses messed up. Even when uh, Moses messed up due to his anger. Even when Moses, you know, messed up due to his anger, which disallowed him from entering the promised land. It disallowed him from entering the promised land due to his anger. It disallowed him from entering the promised land. I don't want to mess up because I get angry. I don't want to get this close to the end and step off and miss the bus into the best season of our life in this season of our life. We choose God today. We take a step forward with a multiple choice saying yes. Wow. The Bible says Moses, you know, whom the Lord knew face to face. What an awesome thing to know the Lord face to face. Can we seek his face today? Deuteronomy 34.10. Can we seek his face today? You know, number eight, if we could just list, uh, not, to, not, to, not to step off, but just to encourage and to keep this going is, you know, God was with Moses to the very, very end. Even burying him in secret, Moses lived for 120 years old. You know, he he lived to be 120 years old. Was completely healthy. His eyes were not weak, nor his strength gone. We can find that in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 7. The people grieved him for 30 days. Grieved 30 days, gave him all that trouble and then grieved for 30 days until God had to put a stop to it. Are you kidding me? All the trouble you caused me and then here I die as Mo- as Moses, you know, and, and here you're going to grieve for 30 days after me. You, you even tried to, you know, rough me up or kill me, you even rough me up <laughs> and here you, you're grieving for 30 days. But God, God had to put a stop to it. He instructed Joshua to take the leadership position. And Moses, the and the servant of the Lord, had died in, in you know there in Moab, as the Lord had said, he buried him in Moab in the valley opposite Beth Peor. But to this day, no one knows where the grave is. Found in Deuteronomy three, four, and five through six. It is speculated that, that God had secretly, you know, buried Moses' body so the Israelites could, you know, couldn't take and, and make a shrine of it. You know? Here it is. You're, you're, this is gone and you're making a shrine of it. They're gone. That loved one is gone. There's a time and a place for everything. The morning time is over. It's difficult. But God wants you to move forward. And we can't go forward being in park, sobbing over someone who's not here no more. And that's a tough deal to take. It's like, it's very offensive even. But the truth is, is that there were times when, when Jesus, when, when God wants to do something, when Jesus, when, when he's busy, 
let the bed the dead bury the dead and we're talking about our, our family members are you kidding me that is that's almost offensive and sometimes that's that's when it's that's when we truly see who we are and truly see if we are seeking his face because they are gone it's a hard thing to take but they are gone those loved ones that loved one but it's time to move on We can't make a shrine of it. We can't grieve over it for longer than 30, especially for 30 days. God put a stop to this one. He can put a stop to that one. And I know that might be offensive, but let God speak to you. Many of us need to let go of the past and move forward. Maybe it's not a loved one that we need to bury. Maybe it's those ideas and there's a there's a new one or or maybe it's a it's a relationship that keeps uh, taunting at you that you're supposed to just say just move on and maybe it's time to move on god can be speaking to you so those things are buried let the dead bury the dead and let's move on let's keep going uh moses had something wonderful that uh you know it's it's so true it is speculated, you know, and we and we hear that it's speculated. And it's like, well, where could it be? Like, you know, God hid it from them so that there's nothing there. God, God may need to hide something from you so that you can see truly that he loves you and he understands. And there was a time for mourning loss, but God loves you so much that that's why we have the Holy Spirit, the comforter. Do you need comfort through that so you can get through that and, and, and shove it on to, to see today? And let, it, let them be gone. That you love them and they, they, they did their purpose and we will see them in glory. And let God send you the comfort that you need. Letting go is tough. And, and so the people had to let go. And so God brings them a new leader. God might have brought you a new leader, a new idea, a new, a new breakthrough, a, a new way of, of making money, a new, a new way of bringing uh, provision, a new way. Maybe you uh, started, started that writing, which it seems like, okay, writing, seriously. And many people are millionaires today because they scribbled around for a few days. And some people took years and months. Uh, to just, I would just like to tell you something, just as a personal thing. I had a friend that, uh, you know, I'd been in art and stuff throughout my life, just to personally say. And, uh, you know, I, I thought of myself, oh, okay, I'm some kind of an artist, you know, drawing or anything like that. And then I had this friend of mine that uh, went to this uh, painting auction place uh, set up by this uh, poetry thing that he'd entered into and he went to this uh painting and he just uh he said he dipped his brush and just threw it and splattered it all over this thing and drew some squiggly lines and and threw it on there and then put his signature and stamped it and somebody bought it for five thousand dollars he said i i'm not even an artist i just was making a mess like big deal just just so that i have something so that i can show my poetry (laughs) and uh they bought the painting instead so you know don't think that uh that you can't do something 
that if somebody can do literally what we would call that's nothing, it amounts to something. And that nothing that we've that we've overlooked or, or that nothing that that we may be in other people's eyes or have been, oh that's nothing. Maybe you were the one that were overlooked. Maybe you were the one that were overlooked. And maybe you are that something. Not to relate you to squiggly lines on a painting, but maybe you were the one they overlooked. And now today, just like God spoke to Moses. Amen. Just like God spoke to Moses. You know, that might be true that, uh, that, that someone might have said that, you know, we might, we might have agreed with that and said, well, that might be true that, uh, that you say that, that I'm nothing, that we're nothing, that you were nothing, that they said you were nothing. And at that time it might've been true and we might've agreed with it. And that might be the whole problem that we had from the beginning. Because the devil is a liar and you are something and you always have been. You are literally a miracle waiting for a place to happen. And I tell you, I'll say it 3,000 times. I'll say it to every message if we need it. But is the miracle that God put inside you, the great master builder has, has constructed and instructed something magnificent in you. And that is so true. God, God may be speaking to you in a different way. Maybe this is the burning bush to you. Only God knows. Moses had something wonderful <laughs> that we should most definitely, we should most definitely admire is that Moses talked to God. More importantly, God spoke to Moses. And, and God literally, in, in every way, spoke to Moses. In every way, through a burning bush, he passed by him face to face. Are you kidding me? The unapproachable light. God, Moses spoke to God face to face. Are you kidding me? And in so many ways, at the tent, God spoke to him. Do you remember the recall of that? That is so true. Only God knows. Knowing that, that, that they truly had something wonderful is that, yes, we should definitely, definitely admire that in Moses, that he talked to God. And yes, that God had, you know, more importantly, definitely spoke to Moses. God literally in every way spoke to him how exciting that is. In every way he spoke to Moses. Not just in that burning bush, but he had conversations with Moses. And that is completely, completely awesome. Amen. Moses should stand out to all of us. To all of us as, as Christians, we should model the relationship that Moses had with God. He sought God. He told God his problems. He asked God questions. He came to a wall, he asked God a question. 
He had a problem. He asked God a question. He pleaded with God. He cried out to God. He sought God. We need to trust He is who He is and that He is for us, not, uh, not, uh, not against us. He, he is for us and He is not against us. He is the way maker. He is the promise keeper. And God never breaks covenant. And God cannot lie. He cannot lie. His word clarify, clarifies to us on various levels what he is willing to do for those who love him. What God is willing to do for those who love him, trust in him. Listen, God will never fail you. Listen to me. Listen to that. Let that sink in. God will never fail you. Here comes the problem. God will never fail you. Here comes, God will never fail you. But here comes, but here comes, God will never fail you. But, but, God will never fail you. But, but, God will never fail you. God never breaks covenant. We tend to fall. We tend to fall off track. Off. We tend to fall off track or some kind of off-roading in the middle of a breakthrough. Right in the middle of the breakthrough. Right in the middle of the breakthrough, knocking on the door, we have now been distracted from reaching to answer. We, we have been distracted from reaching to answer and open to our dreams and our calling that is trying to reach us. But we are distracted from answering that door because we said yes to our flesh. And we said no to God. And God was speaking to us. We said, no, no, this message isn't for me. No, no, he definitely couldn't be talking about me. No, 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 no. We reject the word yet again. There we go. The enemy is clever. He is very clever to distract us from seeing, to distract you from seeing and hearing God, to distract us all from seeing and hearing God in our lives at crucial crucial this is paramount at crucial timing we are distracted crucial timing we are distracted but god <laughs> but god but god that's the showstopper that no matter what God has the last say there's a giant there's only one way to get him with this little tiny uh, area in between his eyes there's no way that anyone could hit that especially that far up it's impossible to hit that right on the spot but god it's impossible to part a red sea but god it's impossible out of chaos to make the world and everything in it it's impossible in chaos for god to show up But yet God, that's the showstopper. No matter what, God has the last say in it. This is the end, what's God say? This is the end, what's God say? Because in the beginning, God spoke into creation this and this, even about you. 
You have many multiple choices to still, you know, yet make. But before you do anything, seek God. Let your days start with, but God said. Or, but God says, let there be. Start every day with, but God says or God said. Wherever it's needed. It's a rainy day, but God said, I will send rain to replenish the drought. It's slow at the job, but yet God said today will be a busier day and you'll get the hours that you need. But God said, we don't have enough for this loan, but God said, they don't think that the operation's going to work or or we don't know if the operation's going to work, but God said, Is this the end? Is this the end? What does God say? Because in the beginning, we must remember that God spoke into creation. Let there be. Let there be. And part of that could be that, yes, we do have multiple choices still yet to make. And that's why is before we do anything, we must seek God. Let the day start with that. But God says, let there be, let it be good. Let it, let it separate this from that. Let you be made whole. Believe in me. Let, but God said, believe in me. Today we come up with that thing, but believe in me. God will say, I am to that situation. Whatever you're facing, the good, the bad, or the ugly, may God lead you and provide you, provide for you. and to those around you and to those you may help and to those you cannot help. May God be the voice in your stead. Whatever dilemma you may be facing, God is in control. Will you trust him today? Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we come into your presence. Father God, broken vessels, wounded by life and wounded by uh, decisions that we've made, decisions other people have made. Father God, we're a bucket of mess and we ask you to wash us clean. Wash us clean of anything that could be held against us in the courts of heaven by Satan or any of his evil latching cohorts. Set us free from addictions, from self-abuse, from abuse of others. Set us free, Father God, for, for complaining, for, for having, having negative mindsets, Father God, for having uh, wrong ways of dealing with money, Father God. Deliver us. Set us free, Father God. Anything that Satan or any of his evil latching cohorts could hold against us in the courts of heaven, absolve and acquit us and let Jesus speak on our behalf. Let Jesus' blood speak on our behalf. We pray for our enemies, those who oppose us. We pray for those in need, Father God. We pray for the police and military and the firefighters, the doctors. Father God, the doctors and the presidents and all the people in governments and societies. We pray for all races and all peoples, Father God. We pray for every church, every creed, every color, Father God, that you bless these people, overflow in their lives. Let a mighty, high, a mighty, mighty tidal wave of the Holy Spirit come crashing down in our lives, blessing us in each and every aspect of our lives, globally, universally, in the mighty name of Jesus, spiritually, physically, financially, metaphysically, whatever it may be, 
Jesus' mighty name. Father God, we pray that you give us everything that you have in store for us according to your loving, perfect will and your grace, Father God, according to your riches in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, according to your riches in heaven, Father God, open the floodgates and give us everything that you have in store for us as we step into who you say that we are, fueled for purpose not lacking anything. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Crash into our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, touch and set us free, Lord. Overflow into our lives. Let those rogue waves just come crashing off and on, out of timing of the Holy Spirit, His power, your move, your voice. in your direction, in the choice that we need to make. In the mighty name of Jesus. In nomine Padre, Filia, Spirito Santos, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, unto ages of ages. In nomine Padre, Filia, Spirito Santos, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, unto ages of ages. In nomine Padre, Filia, Spirito Santos, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, unto ages of ages. May you walk into this dark world, carrying the light of the gospel forevermore. Never quit. Life is full of quitters, and you're not one. You're a miracle waiting for a place to happen.